the grandest illusion that I've learned in life that, that I still struggle with today, even though I understand it and know it, I can get back to it quicker, is that I can control people, places, and things. And that's not true. Welcome to the Business of Parenting podcast. Tune in as we discuss the principles of successful parenting as a business professional. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of BOP, the Business of Parenting podcast, where I get to talk about anything and everything I want to talk about when it comes to parenting. Now, I am no expert, but I am an expert at making mistakes, and I love talking about the mistakes I've made. Now, today, I have an amazing guest with me. I have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Mr. Russell B. Hill. Russell, what's up, man? How you doing? uh just living life loving it i I love this this bop thing uh it's real interesting instead of just talking about business uh because business is certainly attributed directly with what we're doing with our family with our kids our grandkids our spouses the importance we place on them i love it well there's just you know what it is is is, is, we gotta talk we got a chance to talk a little bit before we start recording today um but there's just so much correlation between you know what we learn and how we operate our businesses and a lot of that can transition or should transition into the way that we kind of operate you know the business that is parenting so you know i love to kind of kick off these podcasts with little origin stories a because i'm always kind of fascinated to find out about people's families so you know russell tell, tell us a little bit about your family and how it's structured well, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, we have three children, uh, 34, 33 and 28, uh, uh, two females and one male, four grandkids, and all of them live within nine minutes of us. So, uh, we so engage cool. with them on a regular basis, like every single day in some way, form or fashion, typically once a week, we actually all get together, hang out at the pool and cook out, you know, et cetera. So everybody's involved in everybody's life. And I know that's different from a lot of other people, but, uh, when I'm not doing my, which you and I talked about mm. when I'm not building my company, uh, most of my time literally is spent, uh, putting back into my kids and my grandkids. Uh, like you'd mentioned earlier, I don't golf, I don't fish, uh, I don't camp or do any of those things. I would probably love to have a boat, but I don't, I don't have time. Spending time with my family is extremely important. You know, and I find for a lot of us that uh, are operating businesses, that's kind of the case, you know, like it's just, it, it's really got so many hours in a week and so many days in a month and so many weeks in a year that, you know, it's just, we really have to be uh, very intentional with our time and how we allocate it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, people ask me all the time, like, why don't you go off? You should come with us. I'm like, no, and, you know, that's, that's like four and a half hours, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never golfed. How long does it take to golf, Russell? Is it four and a half uh, hours or something? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I will say this. My wife is not the guilt tripping kind of wife. So if I wanted to go hang out with the guys or go do something with other people, et cetera, um, I could without the, you never spend, you know, the, the, we all have experienced that kind of stuff. Well, I don't have that in this relationship. We don't, we we don't, we don't do that with each other. We don't guilt trip people and, and play on their, uh, you know, whatever, looking for sympathy, uh, which I'm really grateful for. I know a lot of people do struggle and I have in previous relationships. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's a partnership, right? And you know, like many businesses that we own and operate, you're going to have partners. 
and you know, which is always, which almost can be an entire podcast on its own. So I'm actually not going to go down that rabbit hole because we have some super cool topics. It, that it, it could, do. yeah. I maybe I should generate another podcast where I just I talk about that side of it, right? <laughs> but we got some cool topics we want to jam about today, and I love this first one, right? Um, leadership versus management. You know, I, I think about that in our business. And I think about that at parenting, you know, we, we were talking about again, you know, just before we started recording today was, you know, I went to a restaurant the other day and, you know, at that restaurant, I would tell you 80% of the kids and the parents were just staring at a device, you know, the, the entire time. Um, some were actually eating with one hand with the device and another, which, which, which blew my mind. And, you know, it's just like, is, is, is there are times where I feel like as parents, we just have to manage, and then there are times yes. that we have to be leaders, but you know, That's it's correct. I think we, I think the goal is to try to be a leader as much as possible, but I know that's a hard thing to maintain. You got tons of experience in this. So I'd love to kind of get your take on the difference between leadership versus management and how we can kind of maintain a leadership mindset. That's a great question. So, you know, managing obviously is just trying to orchestrate and maintain things that are going on around you. Leadership is instilling the, the, the ethics and the morales and the character and integrity, uh, not necessarily by just what you say, because let's, let's face it, because I got four grandkids now with three other kids, <laughs> yeah. but they're, they're listening to what you're saying, but they're watching to make sure that your actions match your words. Uh, that has an indelible imprint on who they are, what they're doing, and the things that you instill in, sometimes they sway, they, they, they walk away from that in their early teen years, but they remember what was instilled in them. Now, I know that today I'm a sum total of everything I've ever seen, heard, read and done mm -hmm. up until this moment. So I, I used what I learned from my parents until I decided to take responsibility and learn how to manage and what it was to be a leader in my own life and how I could, um, uh, incorporate that not only into my business, but also into my family, uh, because it is a business. Yes. You're raising people and it costs an enormous amount of money for the first 18 years, but you're preparing them to be successful, to be able to have character and integrity, be able to serve and give back and stand on their own two feet. No, I, I like the fact that you kind of bring up, you know, serve, right? Because when I think of kind of a leader is that there is kind of this uh, servants kind of mentality you know, to it, not, not at the detriment of yourself, but, you know, I think definitely at times as parents, we can kind of feel like a servant. <laughs> and well, it's like, and maybe, maybe there's like a middle area here. Maybe it's like, you know, like sometimes we're managers, sometimes we're leaders, and then sometimes we're servants. Um, but I think it's how we flow in, you know, between all of these roles. And I think the key is not to necessarily just get stuck in one. True. Right. You know, because well, can I always be the leader? You know, is, is that healthy for me to always be the leader? If I don't show them how to be a servant, then how would they ever, you know, learn that from others? Right. So, well, they actually, they actually don't You're That's very good because there's leadership, there's servant leadership, there's management, etc. So I know a lot of leaders uh, that it's all about them. They're selfish, self-seeking, self-centered. It's all about their way yes. or the highway. Now, those are the type of leaders that have status. We all know I used to be one of those types until I learned some very valuable lessons in my life uh, about balance. But those people that have status, 
and I have an acronym for that, uh, Jason, it's still too arrogant to understand success. They don't really understand. You have to give back. You have to, you have to instill and let other people be who they are. Um, and that's and by, by serving and giving back. That's a true servant leader. It, it, it is. It is. And, um, man, I got to be honest with you. That is really – look, it's great for us to talk about it, and I'm 100% with you. It is so hard to execute – in the moment, you know, and, and this is where I'm still trying to figure out. I fumble a lot here. I fumble a lot, uh, between trying to that, that, that's in the moment, you know, trying to maintain, you know, either that, that leader, that servant leadership or that management kind of mentality. And it's like, I just, I, I can be honest with you. Sometimes I just, you know, I'll end up acting like a kid when I'm the one that's supposed well, to be acting like a parent. <laughs> well, well, right there, there's parenting 101. Right. Uh, we are really, I mean, we, uh, there's no handbook, right? There's right. no, there's no uh, book on how to raise kids or what you need to do. We, we do the very best that we can based upon what we've experienced in the past. The thing is that if you want something different and all of us say, well, well I'm not going to do this with my family, like it was when I was growing up. And sometimes you realize that you turn out to be just like your mother or father in a lot of ways, maybe some variances, mm -hmm. but you have to really start looking within. I think in my family, people, uh, all the kids and grandkids look to me, they react differently to me as a grandfather. I'm, I'm Papa. And my wife is Gigi. So yep. Papa and Gigi, they react differently. So they can get away with a little bit more with Gigi. Uh, but when Papa speaks, it's like E.F. Hutton, right? Yes. Everybody yes. listens. And, uh, and, and that's just part of the balance and what we, what we, and, uh, you know, I don't even know how much time we have. There's, no, but, but you're right though. It's the balance. It's that, it ba it's that balance. And I think to maintain balance, you know, like if I don't have balance, I will quickly react uh, rather than respond in the moment. And, you know, I, I can't be, I, I can't be the leader or the servant or the manager that I need to be. If I'm reactive, I need to Boom. just be able to respond to it. Um, but that means I need to be intentional about kind of uh, go uh, setting up my day. I think sometimes, you know, you know, what's that? You know, don't let the day run you, you run the day, yeah. you know? And, and, and if we don't wake up in the morning, you know, like I, I push myself to start waking up early in the morning several years ago. And I'm, I, I, sometimes I still struggle with it. I try to be a 5 a.m. person, you know, but, th but those, those, those hours, those couple hours where no one's around was those moments I can kind of, you know, get into my headspace. But this was a lesson I kind of learned, you know, from my parents, which was a perfect segue into our, our next conversation because you were kind of hinting at this. Lessons from our parents and how that kind of mold us you know, to be the leader, manager, and servant that we need to be to be to manage the business of parenting. What is your kind of take on lessons from our parents? Well, when you were talking a minute ago, I was thinking of of punishment and discipline mm -hmm. because our children need to be disciplined. Now, I remember, uh, not this. This is they don't do this anymore. But I mean, you would get paddled in school, period. Uh, I mean, that was the way it was when I was growing up, when I had a serious infraction in the home, which was quite often, my father was the disciplinarian, not the, the punishment hander out. There's a difference between the two. You don't really learn too much from punishment, but you, you do through discipline. But here's what I remember. I mean, I would literally, uh, depending on what it was, when he would get home and I had all day to mm -hmm. think about what was coming. Um, I would, you know, I would get spanked with a leather belt on a bare bottom. Yeah. Okay. And here's what I remember. 
it was, it was painful, but I don't ever remember it being out of anger. I remember it being out of love. Mm -hmm. And so these are things I learned from my parents. They instilled a lot of great things in me. I swayed and went another way and was rebellious and, you know, what have you, but, I, but I came full circle and realized that, you know, uh, as young children, we look up to our parents, like we look up to our maker, God, whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. out there. Okay. We depend on them for everything, the nurturing, the food, the shelter, uh, you know, people, I, I didn't really, you know, uh, grow up, you know, wanting really anything or needing anything. Cause I had all those provided. And, uh, but, you know, I brought a lot of baggage with me, too, on um, <laughs> what it was to spend time and have balance. My dad was extremely driven and successful. I am, too. Uh, and I learned some very valuable. It's about balance because my wife and kids and grandkids, they look up to me. They take their lead from from me in a lot of directions. Not all. Yes. Uh but I think it's important. I don't know if that was exactly. No, the, but, but you're right, though. I mean, look, when I think of kind of lessons, I think as you know within business right we have to be willing to learn not only from our successes and our failures actually probably learn more from our failures than we actually ever do from our success absolutely to be completely honest with you right absolutely. and you know and i think when i think of kind of lessons you know from my parents it's it's kind of the same it's not i'm not harping on their failures as much as i want to learn from their failures and i think it's kind of a it's it's again it's a mindset it is of of i guess just growth, you know, is, you know, like I've, I, I've had many friends, you know, who had very rough, um, let's call them, uh, adolescence, right. Absolutely. And the parents had a lot to do with that in many, Absolutely. many, many ways, you know? And so, you know, I think at some point in time when we become parents, you know, we have to reflect back on our own parents and it's, it's what we almost try to decipher, we almost have to cipher through the crap, you know, to say, okay, this is something that I'm going to learn to do or something I learned not to do. But at the same time, because I think about this a lot, right, is that we have to be completely aware that we are a product of the way that we were raised. So, you know, it's like we have to almost kind of challenge ourselves sometimes, right? I, I have actually have <laughs> caught myself saying this stupid thing before. It's like, well, when I was a kid, I didn't do that. And I turned out fine. Like, that's probably not a great way to, to look at it. Yeah. Right? And that's, uh, it's probably not entirely 100% true either. I, <laughs> I know that so, people don't even really think about this guys, but this is the way I grew up. My parents, uh, drinking was a big thing, uh, mm -hmm. back in the sixties. Okay. And seventies. And they entertained and had people over, you know, for parties and stuff like that. But I remember my parents coming home or anything that would happen. My dad would come home at the end of the day and he'd kiss my mom and, you know, she'd, how are you guys? A rough day. Uh, I need a drink. Think mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the end of the day, I had a rough day. I need a drink. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, th these are subtle uh, things that, that exist in the dynamics of a family For sure. and we, we don't want to. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, um, I lost my train of thought with something you mentioned just a minute ago. But it's how we oh, process those. Yeah, it is. So at some point in time, we need to grow up as men and women and parents and understand that we got to be really careful what we do and what we say, because the kids are watching. We, we, um, 
we have to take responsibility for things that happen in our lives as individuals and as families and quit blaming everyone and everything for the shortcomings and the lack of, or this isn't fair and that isn't fair because that's the stuff we're instilling in our kids. That is not preparing our children to be self-sufficient when they become adults, where they blame everybody, or at the end of the day, I had a rough day, I need a drink. Well, what's all this about? Then they start taking drinks and say, wow, this feels good. I can, I can handle it now. And, you know, depending on the disease concept or what you think about uh, addiction, et cetera, no, you know, look at right. what we have today. You know, the, the biggest threat we have against our kids from 18 to 45 uh, is uh, fentanyl overdose. Yes, yes. Scary stuff, man. It is. Yeah. Um, and but but to your point, and I love that we're going down this rabbit hole because you know I got thinking about this, and I love the fact you actually kind of bring that up because that is the kind of the same in my family as well. You know, it's like, um, you know, alcohol was uh, not a common thing in my wife's family, um, and and in my family it was it was quite common, um, <laughs> never a, never never abusive, but you know it was yeah, you know yeah just you know always there. Everybody did it. Was, it. it was a night. Yeah, it was it was yeah. a daily. It was it was a daily thing. And, um, but to your point, you're, you're right. I mean, I have to remind myself sometimes that they see and hear all and, you know, whatever habits that I have maybe, you know, have created, um, and you know, it's just, I'm like, I'm the first one to bet. I love a good drink after at the end of the night, you know, after, after work or something like that. Um, is that a healthy habit? No, it's not a healthy habit. All right. Um, you know, but it's. It's, but it's not one that I should be showing. And I'm just trying to think, like, I'm trying to decide. Like, I love the fact you bring this up because this, is, this makes me think about myself a little bit, right, <laughs> as well, you know. But I also think same thing with, like, parents that are, that are smokers as well, right? I mean, it's like, yes, it's your body. You are making those choices, all right? But regardless, these kids are just sponges, all right? That's right. They're going That's to right. be. We have to stay in this mindset that we are products of our environment all right and therefore they will be products of their environment and i think when we create this mindset around a focus of the environment that changes things you know like it's not like like does it does it affect me personally that i like you know a little brandy you know after a long day's worth of work no, no. it personally doesn't you know and I, and do and do I and do I abuse alcohol absolutely not you will never find me stumbling around and falling on myself and everything else right um but that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 generates a healthy environment for them to continue to develop off of that is a one of my own vices that I need to own for myself so man I love the fact we're going down this direction because I've never thought of it this way right it's well like, when you when you think about it it's like okay we talk about punishment we talk about discipline we talk about leadership we talk about servant leadership we talk about management and it is like running a company yes. you are the you are the CEO of your family and uh you know, if you manage your employees the way some people manage their families or lead their families, uh, it's a no wonder, right? Well, and, and, and the fact that I'm thinking about this, too, is like I love this kind of environment, right? And it's not necessarily a focus on lessons that I learned. And it's it's not because I think we, we do fall to this mindset like I was talking earlier. Well, mm -hmm. that's how I was raised and I turned out fine, you know, and that's that's not. But like <clears throat> it doesn't matter how it was raised for us, like. I'm thinking the first business environment I was in was a very toxic one, right? Mm -hmm. It was it, it was a clearly defined culture. It was a very successful culture. It was a cu culture around making money. Mm -hmm. That was it, 
right? Agreed. Screw the customer. We don't That's care. Right. All right. We're, like we're here to make money. All right. Manager would come in on a Saturday or the general manager would come in with a stack of hundred dollar bills. And your goal was to get as many of those hundred dollar bills out of his pocket into your pocket that's right, as possible, brother. right? That's right. Like, and that, that's was, that was the environment that was culture. It worked. This is just because it worked doesn't necessarily mean it was healthy. And, you know, I mean, how many times you've seen unhealthy work environments and you've seen very healthy work environments. And it's amazing yeah. what happens when they're healthy work environments and what the potential growth of that company can be. And it's like, we gotta, we gotta approach that business of parenting the exact same way. We do. We do. I, re I remember those two, the hundred dollar bills chasing that <laughs> all about the, all about the money. It was extremely toxic, rapid, uh, rampant drinking and drug abuse. I mean, all, all the above. It was just, I mean, the stuff that was going on, it was, was horrific and it was successful up until a point. Um, but slowly those things change or they end up going bye-bye um, or they, they cost the, the whoever too much money uh, because yes. of the turnover, because of the legal issues, you know, with the HR today versus what it was back in the day that maybe you and I are reflecting on. I don't think it could be quite that way today. We have to really watch what we're doing. You know what? Maybe, um, Maybe the the business of of parenting needs to have an HR department. Um, <laughs> I love can, it. Can, yes. can, can we be our own HR department? We need to. Just, well, sometimes maybe is, we uh, do. Thirty one thirty one year uh, controller and HR person for automotive. Oh, so well, you had, already have one then in your family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have one in your family. <laughs> hey, no, but you know what though? This is actually a perfect um, a segue kind of into our last topic today, and okay. we're going to call this that last topic the second round grandkids. Um, <laughs> so many people I got told goosebumps me this. as soon as you said that the second <laughs> so many people have told me that this is the second round and you know man and I love the fact that you know you're living this right now so let's talk a little bit about this like you know what are some of the lessons that you learned from you know the first round versus the second round and how you operate all right that second round differently than you did the first patience love tolerance understanding, balance. Um, these are things that I struggled with and uh, that, you know, let's face it, um, my, a lot of the kids, my kids missed out on some or part of that, uh, or they reflect, remember, see, you know, a lot of, this is where I'm going. We, uh, our memories sometimes when we tell stories about the way we were raised and growing up, mm -hmm. and let's say we have siblings, we're talking to, you know, years later as we reflect back, um, they have a different interpretation. No, mom wasn't there for that. You know, that's not what happened. This, this, and that. But it, yes, memories can tend to some not sometimes not be that reliable as to exactly what happened because each time yeah. we tell the story, it takes on its own meaning. But here's something that doesn't change ever how it made you feel in that moment, regardless of what you remember about who was around or what was going. But how it made you feel is is forever. And there's defining moments like that in our life. And I, this is a, this is the patience, love, tolerance, and understanding things that I get to do with my, my grandkids. I got a 10 year old, a five year old and two one year olds. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 I'm Papa. I love it. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. Right. It is. But, but so I'm kind of curious, right. Uh, patience, love, and understanding a hundred percent with you on this. How did, um, when you kind of look back, you know, let's call it the, the first business that you mm -hmm. ran of parenting your kids, right? And now the, the second business, 
of, you know, grandkids. Um, how did those, you know, patience, love and understanding kind of evolve? You know, where was, was it, was it, what was the aha moment, you know? Um, yes, I, I, I had an aha moment. Um, I wasn't, um, uh, the, the best father or the best husband during certain times in my life, but I did have an aha moment. The aha moment was, you can call it spiritual or whatever, but Mm -hmm. here's, here's what it it reconciles into. Um, the grandest illusion that I've learned in life that that I still struggle with today, even though I understand it and know it, I can get back to it quicker is that I can control people, places, and things. And that's mm-hmm. not true. And most of us spend our time trying to do that. And we, we spin these webs. All we can really do is control how we act and react to those. And so I took responsibility at this particular point in my life. It happened uh, 1994, December 1st. I remember the exact day. Won't get into all wow. the details at the moment because we don't have the time for it. <laughs> but it, it was a wake-up call where I, I stopped uh, fighting. I, I ceased fighting everybody and everything. I totally surrendered and realized that, hey, I got where I'm at right now, and it's nobody's fault but mine. And I made some significant uh, investments into myself to make the necessary changes uh, to become what I am today. That's, that's awesome. But, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, there's um, control. Yes. You know, when I think of the way I've operated my business and the way that I, I started operating my business and the way I operate my business today, we had a chance to talk a little bit about that before, when we start, before we started recording, mm-hmm. you know, it was very different. And you're right. You know, I made that comment of, you know, I don't let the business run me. I now run the business. Um, but to get to a place where I can do that was a giving up of control. Yes. You know, and I'm with you on this. I'm really, really with you on this because I struggle Big time with this one when I think of, you know, the business. I think most do, right? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. most do. Like, I mean, I just, I just, this is definitely an area, you know, one of, of the business of parenting that I'm currently operating within um, is, um, is is not my strongest, my, my strongest talent, you know? <laughs> I just, I, I, I you know, and, and, and I find that a lot of the times the, the fight is because of my need to want to maintain that control. But when I think about the success that my other business has right now, my agency, the success of that is because I gave up control. Um, and I'm not necessarily like, okay, whatever, I'm just gonna let it all happen. Not like that, but in the sense that I needed to empower others, all right, to take Boom, the reins. That's a, so that's it's like- Drop the mic, Jason. That, right there, right? That's 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 the moment it is, is no longer like, this this constant battle to maintain control of my kids needs to stop and i need to empower them to to make right decisions rather than me control those decisions no it's pretty spot good. on hey uh by accepting and giving up control you actually got control yes it's great i love it. i mean that was that was profound Dude, that, that was, was that was that was a mic drop moment. Dude, I'm, that I'm, was, I'm, I'm that was a rabbit hole. We <laughs> can spend an hour just on that one. That it is a hundred percent a rabbit hole. But yeah. I, I I'm I'm with you. I mean, I think that's and I know we're towards the telling of our time. And uh, but what 
like this is why I do this podcast, Russell. I mean, straight up, like this is I like great. I, I'm not an expert by any means whatsoever. Um, I actually think that I probably get more benefit from this than sometimes the listeners do themselves because, you know, I get to have these open conversations and sometimes process things through my head, learning from others. And I can't tell you how much I seriously appreciate you coming on today and oh, thank um, you and, and just being just so open and real and authentic uh with us because i i i man i think we covered some really really cool topics out there but before i let you go i always kind of like to finish with this question all right if um if, if you were to give any uh new or young parents out there some advice all right what piece of advice would you give them well, there's a lot, but the one that sticks out the most is pause and count to 10 before you react to something that somebody said or did or should have done or could have done for you that you, and don't make it about you pause, count to 10, breathe, do whatever you got to do. Because when you say something, um, out of anger or, or frustration, anxiety or whatever, um, you can't, once you speak it, you can't take it back. Think about that. You can't think logically when you're emotionally, uh, uh, distraught or distracted. So just, just count to 10, breathe deep and think about it. Because most of the time when we say those things, we wish we could take it back too late. Pause. I love it. I love it. And that's, and you know, that's being the leader that we need to be is, you know, getting to a place where we can respond rather than react. Um, Absolutely. And I love that. And I think that's a really great hack uh, coming from someone with many, many years of experience. So thank <laughs> you, Russell, for sharing. Thank that. you very much. Uh, I appreciate it's it. It's been really a lot of fun. For, hey, for everybody out there watching and listening right now, would love to connect with you, maybe follow along with uh, your journey. What's the best way to connect? Well, the best way, I mean, you connect with me on Facebook. Uh, you can connect with my company, uh, uh, fixedopsmarketing.com. You can email me at russell at fixedopsmarketing.com. Uh, I'm an open book. Uh, yes, the things right. that I said uh, or the pictures you have in your mind, because that's how we think. If you were on my Facebook, you would see that that is my life. Uh, it's all about family. It's all about giving back and about leadership. Or you can call me and talk at 903-819-5253. Not just about business, but about family, which is still a business. 100%. 100%. Russell, thank you so much for taking thank the time to much. jam with me today. This has been a lot of fun. You have yourself an amazing day. Thank you very much, Jason. Appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Parenting podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.